Hi, I'm Nikki. I'm a 90s hip hop obsessed, exclamation point loving mother to two boys. I'm a wife and a passionate digital designer. I spend my days doing what I love, which is helping women make money with WordPress, whether that's by designing and developing custom websites or helping teach women how to build their own thriving development studio. I'm here to share with you everything I know, all of the mistakes I've made so that you can take the shortcut to achieving your own version of success. To download my free guide to building your dream life, marketing your services, and booking dreamy high-paying clients as a designer, head to womenwealthwordpress.com forward slash freebie. You are listening to Women Wealth WordPress. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 14 of Women Wealth WordPress. So today I wanted to talk to you about overwhelm and burnout as a web developer. I think that it is very common as a freelancer, as a designer, as a business owner, Definitely as a website developer, it's something I've definitely been through multiple times and something I'm pretty passionate about. It can be a very overwhelming and quite critical situation, I think, to be in. And it can really make you question if you're doing the right thing, if this is the right path for you, where to next? Is this what you should be doing? I've been through all of that myself. And I definitely think when you're in the trenches of anything, that's a really normal kind of thought path to go down. But similarly, you can really get to that place by being an employee as well. And what I found through owning and running my business over three years now is that I would much rather be in burnout and overwhelm in my own business than working for someone else, despite all of that, despite all of that fear and all of those fraudy feelings that can come up. Ultimately, I think being a freelancer is a much better option for me. It used to be that working for someone else brought with it a lot of certainty. However, that's actually not the case anymore. You can very easily get made redundant. You can lose a job, all of that type of stuff. The only thing that is certain is once you've built your own business and you've started to make that money and you've shown yourself that you can do it, that is a whole different level of certainty than working for someone else because you've proven to yourself that you've done the thing and you can do it again. So If you're having a moment where you're struggling, where you're going through any of this, just know that you can come back because you have done it before. Hopefully that lands or you can come back and listen to this at a time that you need it. Okay, so I will say that this episode might be a little bit longer than normal. It might be a little bit more personal as well. (laughs) I'm actually, this is very recent for me, but I've recently been diagnosed with autism and likely ADHD as well. So in Australia, you actually need to go see a psychiatrist for that formal ADHD diagnosis. However, I've been working with a ADHD specialist doctor and he's confirmed I have all of the signs. So just going through the process now of getting that official diagnosis. This is very recent for me, like in the last few weeks. So it is quite new to me and it's something that I'm still really learning about, but the more I go along this path, the more everything is becoming very clear to me. And it's actually quite funny the way I've really built my life to mitigate kind of some of the issues that I have with both of these things and also enhance some of the superpowers that I get from both of these things, which I'm still learning about as well. I think from what I found, a lot of the issues I do have with having ADHD and autism are some of the same things that everyone talks about. And so I feel in a lot of ways, these are things that we can all benefit from. I just think for people with those two disabilities, they just can be a little bit more debilitating or a little bit more reoccurring. So I really have set my life and my business up in a way to manage these without even knowing that they were really big issues in my life. So it has been a lot to get my head around. But I will say that even if you don't have either of those diagnoses, that 
this can help you in your business as well. Before I really get into it as well, I just want to say that a lot of this, I do recognize that I'm really coming from a privileged place. So I'm a cis white woman. I would say that I'm living in quite a wealthy position at the moment. We have our own home and it's beautiful and we worked really hard to get there. However, I do recognize that not everyone has the same capabilities and privileges afforded to them. So I just wanted to highlight that. So the first thing that I think is really important is looking at your entire life where you can minimize the mental load. When we talk about burnout and overwhelm, In business, I also think that is intrinsically tied up with what is happening in your home life as well. Whether you're a mother, whether you're single, whether you're in a relationship, everything going on outside of work, it all compounds into one. And similarly, if there's a lot going on at work, it's really going to affect your home life as well. So I think we can't look at these things in isolation. They really need to be taken together. So for me, I have tried to reduce annoyances in my daily life and come up with systems and processes basically for everything. It's actually quite funny. One of the things that they talk about in autism is a special interest. (laughs) Before I go down this path, I really think that my special interest is optimization of everything. So how I mother, if I have a good morning with my son, I'm like, okay, that went well. Let's do that again. If I have a tough day with my son, I go, okay, that didn't go well. What can I do differently? With my home life, like so much of what I do is routine rules and structure. And my doctor actually said this is quite a funny thing. But when you have ADHD and you have autism, it's like both of your sides of your brain are like working against each other almost. So if you can get them to work together and find a middle ground, that's the sweet spot. And that's where you can like really get the most out of it. But like the ADHD side is like chaos and (laughs) disorder and this like really fast paced vibe happening and then on the autism side I just crave routine rules and structure and yeah it's really funny it is really funny of where I've landed in my business and in my life and how I've brought those two things together but basically in my home life I have basically streamlined everything so I think it really comes back to like decluttering and organizing for me I have set my home up in a way that I have a place for everything And if I can't find that thing, if it's not in the place where it should be, I get quite frustrated quite easily. So and able to get to that place, I really had to be quite ruthless with everything I own. So really focusing, and this is like the KonMari thing, keep the things that make you happy. Anything that kind of annoys me, every time I use it, I've tried to upgrade it or replace it into something that's really good. And on the flip side of that actually makes me happy when I use it because it makes me feel calm. It makes me feel like it does the thing that it needs to do. It gives me like a little burst of happiness and pride that I've been able to buy something that might be of good quality. I I grew up in quite a low socioeconomic family and situation. Little things like this all throughout the day, they really accumulate to give you a much better sense of calm and well-being rather than being constantly annoyed and constantly frustrated. So a really good example of this is scissors. It's such a small thing, but I have a really great pair of kitchen scissors and they come apart. You can sharpen them on the knife block. They're magnetic. So I have a magnetic block in my kitchen and they go back there every time. And those are just the kitchen scissors. Like they do not leave the kitchen. And then in my office, I have a really lovely rose gold pair of really heavy scissors and they're long and they're beautiful and they cut so nicely. And I have a little hook for them in my office. I keep things where I use them. I buy multiple of them if I use them in multiple different places. So they're there when I need them and I really invest in good things. So I think those gold scissors were like $60 and the kitchen ones were like $40. And I remember when I brought them, I was like, this is a ludicrous amount of money to spend or two pairs of scissors. 
but they're something that I use every single day. And instead of having a shitty pair of scissors that someone's tried to cut a piece of tin with and they've got little notches on them and they're all blunt and they don't do what I need them to do, I have these really beautiful scissors that every time I use them, they make me really happy. So I'm constantly on a mission to refine and improve. Denise Duffield Thomas, who I love her work and I've talked about her before, but she talks about living your first class life, living in a way that you feel like a wealthy person that helps to invite wealth into your life. And more than that, I think that helps to invite spaciousness and calm and clarity and happiness into your life. Whoever says that money can't buy happiness, they clearly haven't brought the $60 scissors that will open any packet that you need them to. So have a look around your house and see If there's something that's causing you frustration, what can you do about it? I really think that is a really good place to start. Okay, number two, raise your prices. I've talked about this before, but I think higher prices are the key to everything. When you charge a really good amount and you have more money, you can delegate some of the things that are taking up space in your business. You can reduce the amount of projects that you take on and you can reduce the amount of people that you work with. I find when you're doing lots of little bitsy things and even if it only takes an hour of your time to do that thing, it's still the mental load of having someone else to deal with, someone else to talk to, someone else to invoice, all of these things that really add up in the grand scheme of things. Whereas if you're charging $6,000 for a web project and you do two websites in a month, that's two people that you have to deal with. That's $12,000 in income. That is more than enough to get by on, to pay your tax, to pay your expenses, to pay yourself a really good wage. And to be honest, not have a lot on your plate. And that is a really good place to be. So have a think about what you're charging and definitely raise your rates if you need to. I will actually include a link to my current pricing, my seedling digital pricing on the podcast page on my Woman Wealth WordPress website. So you can have a look at what I charge, what's included and get an idea of how long things take there. Okay. The next one is number three, improve your processes. Again, something I talked about before, but like I mentioned, this is definitely a special interest in mine, like in all areas. I'm constantly wanting to deliver a better service, but also reduce my own mental load, reduce how much I have to think about things throughout each project, reduce how often I need to like reinvent the wheel or I need to come up with something. So in doing that with every project, you definitely want to evaluate what went well and what didn't, what you can do better. If you had any complaints or anything that you felt a little bit icky about, definitely look at why that happened and how you can improve. For me, the thing it comes back to every single time is communication. So ensuring that you're on top of things Ensuring that if something goes wrong for whatever reason, you just communicate with a client. If something's running late, you let them know. Before they even get started, you let them know exactly what you need from them, exactly when they need to provide it by. Before they even hire you, let them know what they can expect from the process. Let them know what they need to start getting ready so that when they come on board, everything is there, everything goes smoothly. Each party is aware of what's required from them and they can really like deliver on that. Throughout the project, you want to look at what you can automate. So for me, a huge thing that is such a small tweak to make is scheduling. If someone wants to book a call with me, they can do that very easily on my website and they can do that themselves. In that email, it says, do you want to reschedule this? And they can click that and they can change their appointment time if they need to. If someone emails me and they go, oh, hey, are you free at such and such time? I will always just send them my calendar and just be like, yep, cool, book a call here. 
And I have different calendar links for different parts of the project. So I have like project check-in, I have initial call, I have training at the other end, I have in-person consult where I actually charge a fee. I have additional consultation calls. So in my project, I allow for one Zoom meeting. And if they require more than that, then they have to pay for my time. And just them saying, oh, hey, can we book a call about this? Sending them that link and going, yeah, cool, here it is. And they have to pay up front. So little things like that, I don't need to invoice them for my time afterwards. They can really consider if they need that extra call or if it can just be done on email because it's outside of the scope of their project that has been quoted for them. So that's a really huge thing that's made a huge difference in my business. Another thing that I really love is email scripts. So I have email scripts written and saved for every stage of my process. So intake, your base site is set up. Here's your website for your initial review. Here's how you do it. And it has a video link to use the review tool that I have set up. I then have a go live email, a post go live email, a check in email to see how their website's going. And then beyond that, a request for a review. All of these I've written once and I don't need to think about them every time. Have a think about in your business where you're doing something over and over again that you just don't need to use any mental power for. So in the ADHD community, again, I'm really new to this, but I've joined a few Facebook groups. And one thing they really talk about is spoons. And you have a limited amount of spoons in your day. And when you use up your spoons, that's it. And this is something I've really noticed myself. When I'm overwhelmed, my brain just literally shuts off and it goes, nope, I can't do it. And I melt into a puddle and that's it, me done. So every time I have to think about something, every time I have to write an email from scratch, every time I have to deal with a client, every time I have to have a Zoom meeting, that takes one of my spoons away. And when I run out of spoons, it's not good. So have a think about where you're using up your spoons. I think that's a really great analogy. In terms of like how I manage things, I have tried all of these project management systems and all of these task systems and setting myself up reminders here, there and everywhere. But what I have really found is that simplifying it is the best for me. Emails and calendar. These are the two things that I use every day. And if it's not in my calendar, it doesn't exist. So I have made myself a really strict rule that if I book something in, it goes straight in my calendar. If someone asks me to do something, I check my calendar first. That has become an integral part of me existing because I just do not remember things. So I've really come back to basics in terms of how I manage things. With my emails, I use this, and I've talked about this before, I use a system called Superhuman. It's $30 a month on top of what you pay to Gmail, but it's the one software subscription I would never cancel in my business because emails were a huge sore point for me. And the way that I manage my emails on Superhuman has flipped everything on its head. It's actually become a point of joy to me. One way that they do that is through gamification. So you get streaks if you, you know, get to inbox zero every day. The way that they've built the app and the way that they've built the system on desktop is just so intuitive and so easy to use. When you sign up, they actually book an onboarding call with you. And if you do want to try it, I'll pop a link in the podcast show notes on my website as well. But they take you through a 30 minute onboarding call. And I remember when they booked it in with me, I was like, I don't want to do this. It's going to be so long. I can't be bothered. But I did it. And it's one of the most memorable things I have in my business of any software onboarding because they took my email inbox from chaos in that 30 minutes to like completely clear and completely calm. So I get to inbox zero like every day, a couple times a day. And I have some really strict rules for managing my inbox. So things like if it's going to take me more than two minutes and I don't have time for it right now, I can set it to remind me. I can do that really easily either by using shortcuts or by using a swipe on my phone. If it's going to take me less than two minutes, I just action it now because then it's out, it's done, it's not going to come back to me. 
So for me, developing a system to manage my time and my inbox has made a really huge difference to not only my clients, but just my business and my general well-being. So I really encourage you to explore those tools if you're not already. Okay, so number four, build a business that suits you. For me, going from corporate to having my own business and being a freelancer has just been everything. I've been able to build a business where I have less meetings. I have so much freedom. Actually, since my recent diagnosis, I've just been thinking of all of these things in my life that I've really had to like suppress and ignore throughout my life. And one of the things in my old career was meetings. I remember very clearly I had this realization one day after a really long meeting that if a meeting goes any longer than an hour, I really start to get so restless. Like my legs start twitching. Like I start getting this horrible, anxious feeling in my tummy. And I just remember thinking, I need to do whatever I can to not be in meetings for longer than two hours. And I didn't have a lot of control over that at that time. I was a junior. So that happened quite regularly to me and it brought me so much anxiety. So now in my business, I offer my clients a meeting if they need it. But generally, all I have is an onboarding call, like that sales call. And then I send the proposal and then I book on the project and it's done. So I really actually have tried to make my process so clear and so well thought out that the clients don't actually feel like they need that meeting, but it's available to them if they do want it. Some people do want meetings, some people don't. Everyone's busy. I think that for other people when they can reduce meetings as well, that's a really great option for them if they feel like you're across it. So that comes back to that processes piece. If I look at my calendar and there's too much happening, there's too many like colored blocks. Again, my brain really switches off. I get overwhelmed really easily. And some days I sit at my desk and I look at my to-do list and I go, there is too much fucking here. I cannot do it. So I've really built my business in a way that I can sit down at my desk and I can go, here's all the projects that are on. What are the three immediate things that I need to do to keep these moving or to build my business? I just think of three things each day to work on. And that really helps me to reduce that overwhelm and just really think short term, immediate term, because if I look at all of the things, it's really hard for me to get started. Again, I think that's something that a lot of people can probably relate to. So breaking things down into chunks and mini deadlines, like for my web design process, I work in rounds. I need everything from you to get started and it needs to be in the right place and then I will get started. And then I will come back to you and I will let you know that your website is ready for its first review and you get to do your thing and then it comes back to me again. So I'm not checking in with my clients constantly and going, oh, what do you think about this? What do you think about this design element? It really needs to work in rounds for me so that, again, it reduces that overwhelm. And along with this as well, don't worry about what everyone else is doing in their business. Follow your bliss. So pick and choose what suits you. Take the advice that works with you. Really figure out your own superpowers and really figure out the things that make it hard for you to do your job and really try and, yeah, weed out those things. Okay, so the next one is do it for the dopamine. So one thing I really learned recently about ADHD is that it is actually a dopamine deficiency and dopamine really helps you to concentrate. When you have ADHD, you have less dopamine in your brain, which can really make it hard to switch tasks or just to quickly get into something and get started on it. So for me, I do find it takes a long time to get into flow. And then when I'm in flow, it is very hard for me to come out of it. So my most productive times in my business, probably generally from three, if I could keep going, I would go until midnight. Like I will sit there and not stop and not move. However, I have a family. I have kids. I have to go up and pick my kids up at around five. So to build a business, it's really just not sustainable for me to have two productive hours every day. 
And this is actually funny because when I started thinking about, oh, potentially I have ADHD, everyone said to me, what are you talking about? You get so much done. But again, that can actually be a symptom of having this. They call it hyperfocus, and that is something that definitely resonates with me. When I get into something, I am so productive and probably more productive than the average person. I can get so much done if it's something that I'm interested in, but that can be to the detriment of everything else, like my relationship, like getting my washing done or showering or brushing my teeth, like all of these things. Really, for me, my main focus at the moment is regulating my dopamine, and I'm just really focusing on the things that give me dopamine. So I've definitely been really researching this and trying to figure out how I can best optimize it and best work with my brain in a way that suits me. So it's things that we all know are good for us, exercise, sleep, nutritious food, music, getting outside. I recently learned that learning something new actually gives you a hit of dopamine and that massage also gives you a hit of dopamine. So these are things that we all know are good for us, that we all know we need to prioritize, but they're usually the first thing that falls off the bandwagon when you're at capacity. And this is something I have definitely noticed in myself. But at the moment, where I am in my business and my life is at the max of the busyness that I get to. I've recently launched my course. I'm currently running my course. I'm doing this podcast. I have client work on. I'm building my business up as I come back from mat leave. I have a child who has recently had surgery and got grommets. I have another child who is going through the healthcare system and potentially being diagnosed with ADHD and autism. Like I really am at capacity. My cup is overflowing. But through all of that, having learned this thing about the dopamine, the script has really switched for me because I've really come to this place where these things need to be a rule. Previously, when I just thought, oh, I need to exercise to be healthy. Oh, it makes me feel good. These are things that I knew were true. But now they have become even doubly as important for me when I realized that they not only enable me to be a better person and to be happier and all of these things, but they also enable me to do my best work and to focus and to really like exist as a normal human. So even through the last few weeks, I have just been setting aside non-negotiable time for these and really making them a priority. And I have noticed even through this busy time that I have done a lot better in functioning and focusing and getting the things done. And that's been really awesome to actually see the results of it. So if this is something that you're not prioritizing, definitely look at where in your life you can do it and where you can make time for it. And it doesn't need to be huge things. With my walking, I'm enforcing a 20-minute walk. And some days I drop my kids off and I go to the beach and I go, I just don't feel like doing this today. It takes so long, all of these things. But I'm just making it happen. And that has been a really huge game changer for me. Another thing I've been doing is cold plunging. So I have a pool outside and it's winter on the Gold Coast. But I read a recent study that said cold plunging or immersion in cold water can increase your dopamine by 250%. So I've been getting up there and I've been going, oh, I do not feel like doing this, but I always feel so good afterwards. So I'm just making those things a priority in my life. And the last thing I want to say is don't be afraid to pivot. So if something isn't working, switch it up. I recently had a coaching session with Leanne Weber and one of the questions which she asked me at the start of the session was, what would you do if you weren't afraid to fail? And I said, I don't think that question applies to me. And I just said, if I want to do something and I'm interested in it and I have an idea, I will just do it. There is nothing that will stop me from doing it. And fear doesn't even come into the equation. And throughout my life, that has actually caused some strain in terms of how much I have going on. That's definitely caused me to be overextended at times. However, one thing that's come out of that is good is that I think nothing is a waste of time 
everything you do, you learn something from. So whether you continue to go down that path or not, like I've owned previous businesses, I've done things in my business that I've been really interested in at the time and I've offered and then I've come back and been like, actually, I don't want to do that. I want to do something else. So I think it's really key to follow your bliss a little bit and do what you feel like doing. And wherever that takes you, I think that's always an interesting path and there's always things you can take from that process. And then similarly, if you're currently doing too much, what can you drop or delegate? There is no harm in saying, I'm not doing that thing anymore or it's too much for me, I need to take a step back, or this isn't the direction I really want my business to go in. So evaluate where you are, constantly evaluate where you are and what you can do differently and what you can change. And I think as a freelancer or a small business owner, that's such a beautiful thing. We are very easily able to pivot. We don't need to consult with people. We don't need to change our whole business structure. We can really do what we want. There is no limit to how you can make money. And that is a really beautiful thing. So on that note, this is my last podcast episode for the season. As I mentioned, I definitely am at capacity and my cup is overflowing and I need to take some space back. I need to give myself time to recharge and rejuvenate and record some more episodes and be back for season two. I hope you have loved season one. I hope you've taken something from this. And if you have, please leave me a review or please shoot me a message. I would love to hear from you. And thank you, thank you so much. And I will see you back here for season two. Thank you for listening. If you love what I do here, you can connect with me on Instagram at Seedling Digital or at Women Wealth WordPress. I'm always up for a chat and I'm a complete open book. So feel free to email me with any questions or check out my website, womenwealthwordpress.com. Until next time, aim big. Aim big.